Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. I'm Matt. And I'm Alex. And I'm Carrie. Welcome guys back to the Game Junkies podcast. Welcome back to the Game Junkies podcast. Uh, we're all here. We've had a little bit of a break, but we're back. Uh, yeah, so all three of us are here. We've got um, what, a, what a fun episode, we think. Um, we don't have a list this time, but we are a list. We sort of, um, while we suddenly have the Paladins doing their Paladin shake, we get to be a video podcast at some point. Alex, you were the one who um, this, who proposed today's topic. So why don't you tell the fact people at home all about it? <laughs> okay, so in today's topic, we are going to be talking about. What's that? This is my idea, but okay. Oh, I, pa- I, do, oh, I do apologize. I do apologize. Matt, get in the bin. Kerry, you came up with the idea. You go with it. He's staying in. Oh no, Alex can explain. I was just like, how oh. dare you? <laughs> no, no, I insist. I'm throwing the rug at you. Ah! I'm throwing rugs that are heavy. Terry. Well, now that I've had a rug thrown at me for some bizarre reason. Hello, it is I, the Kerry. Well, sometimes in the Game Junkies chat, I'm like, we should do this, and then spew off several half-baked ideas. This is one of my less half-baked ones, still the king of half-baked plants, where it's kind of running off of, if you've been listening to all our episodes, which you should be, then Alex and I did one some time back called Ranking Every Pokemon Region. It was fun, and it took far longer than we thought it would. So, you know, why don't we break it down a bit more? We could do rating champions. We could do, I don't know, man, rating backpacks of your characters. But today we're going for rating rivals. Part one. Indeed, part one, because because as Cody said last time, it was it took slightly longer than they anticipated because of how much you can get into arguing for or against certain areas. Um, so we decided that we're going to just rank Gen 1 to 4. I believe that's correct here. Um, so, with that being said, let's start with Gen 1, shall we? And talk about the... Oh, oh really 26 years ago? 26 years ago, Gen 1 came out. <laughs> I feel so really old. <laughs> I, I screamed in being 38. Okay, so <laughs> terribly old now. Uh, indeed. So, um, since I inadvertently threw uh, um, under the bus earlier, Alex can uh, can explain what Gen One is to people who may not be aware. Uh, Gen One is that game where basically it had Pokemon in it. It only had a few different stats, and a lot of people needed hearing aids after they first used Hyper Beam or heard Hyper Beam. You're not wrong. Yes, you're. Oh, it also it also it also has the um, professor who can't remember what the fuck his grandson is called. Oh god! Oh god! Yes, poor Professor Alzheimer's. (laughs) Professor Alzheimer's, not Oak. 
Is it Oaksheimers? Oaksheimers. Hey. The only time he's Professor Oaks is for Ash's mother, but we won't get into that because that's the anime, not the games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Gen 1, where it all began. Where everything was like one set of colours at a time. Where you had the honestly really cool ghost sprites when you got to Lavender Town. Shout out to Lavender Town Creepy Pastas. They were brilliant, given given it was on the old Game Boy not was it Game Boy Colour back then? I think it was. It Game, was. Game Boy Colour was just coming out, wasn't it? Um Yeah, I mean I mean some people I mean it was still just basically one colour at some point, so because you table resolution. Um this, this obviously is Pokemon games red, blue, and yellow in the in the Western world, and it was green in Japan. It was red and green in Japan, and we got red and blue for some bizarre reason. I'm sure there's a reasoning behind it, which I can't remember off the top of my head, admittedly. And yellow. Same game, except you had a Pikachu, which was fantastic for the second gym. Not so for the first. No. No, the first gym, obviously, it's, um... Broccoli. It's, it's, um, is is um, is Brock, yes. I, I, I quite like Brock's character, uh, in the game. In the, in the, uh, in the TV series, he's slightly more... He's orange. just, like, brilliant. He's just, like, this weirdly thirsty man who's obviously never seen a woman before. <laughs> he's constantly Brock Carr with his rock car in Pokemon. <laughs> I'll see myself out. No, you stay here. That was brilliant. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. We took you took too long off between episodes. I've missed this. <laughs> but yeah, how we're gonna do this is because there's three of us this time, we're going to be giving every game's rival a rating out of five. And then well, you know, Kai's combined total wins. Rocket science. So, Gen 1, where it all began. We have Blue, very very original, or Gary motherfucking Oak. Yeah, it's Gar- uh, his name I can't remember. It, it's Ga- Gary Oak is 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 who we all know him as mainly because of the anime. The face. Are you Gary sure that's his name? <laughs> yes or no? I like shut up or I'll buy you a milkshake later. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. That's the most tame threat I've probably given in a very long time. <laughs> Um, to be f- the, yeah, to the fact that Oak doesn't remember his own grandson's name. I mean, Dorian. <laughs> it's Dorian. Not just because he remembers yours fine. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know if there was a version like in the Japanese game, but can we just bring up his catchphrase for a moment? Smell you later. <laughs> it's like mm, that's so nineties. I miss it. Uh, but if memory to the credit, he does say it to Ash in the in the anime. It's just so 90s, that's all I can get out of it. Smell you later. It's not just 90s, it's late 90s as well. It's late 90s. I don't know, man. I was an early 90s kid. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was an early 80s kid. <laughs> We're just crying in the corner here, don't mind us. Alex in his late 90s glory over there. We're just a rock quite quietly, Gary. <laughs> With the uh, lighting yeah. and the backdrop works for this. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, um, blue. 
blue or green, as they call him in Japan. That would make sense. But I'm pretty sure they still call him blue and yellow, which is arguably the first... I'm, I always forget the term. You know, like, Ruby and Sapphire has Emerald, Gold and Silver have Crystal. It's like, I guess, the third game. Yellow came. Yellow was the third game because there was no, there was no plan to make a game like Pokemon Yellow. It wasn't until how mental everyone went for Pikachu. They thought, we should cash in on this. And, well, the, Pokemon, yeah. and created the Pokemon Company. They were right to do so. It's worked for 26 years. Absolutely. The change wasn't broken. Absolutely. And let's say 26 years later, they made a fucking movie with, with Ryan Reynolds voicing a Pikachu. And it was it's, brilliant. And it was brilliant. And it was brilliant. <laughs> and it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> it must be hilarious for me. <laughs> I will. I, I get that a lot. I get. I, I got told my, by my by my um, exam trainer the other day. Like, I repeat myself over and over in question answers. I'm like, well, how do you fill out podcasts? It's half full time. <laughs> me to be fair, I do too. So you know. It's all good. Um, yeah. So yeah. While we're talking about it, it annoys me the fuck that you can't, that um, you can put Pikachu in the box, you can't put it in a Pokeball. Pretty sure he makes a little angry face at you as when you take him out the PC again. Yeah. He goes, Pika, Pika! Yeah, he has got a different kind of Pika put yeah. in the game for it. I'm like, I'll give him credit for that. You know? Like he reached back to friendship with him and he goes, Pika! Like throws little hearts above his head. So, Alex, tell us your thoughts on Blue slash Gary motherfucking Oak. Well, I have to admit, the first two generations, I don't remember much because I didn't obviously play these as much as you guys have. I know, obviously, he goes for whatever. If I if I remember this correctly. He's got an RK9, the starter that's super effective against yours. Uh, he has Executor? I believe so. He's got Pidgeotto. Pidgeot. Pidgeot. He's got. Waterronix. Uh... <laughs> I don't know the last two. I got. Four out of six is pretty good, though. Gyarados and Alakazam, I believe. Yes, that's correct. Now that you mentioned it, that is correct. I realise that now. Yeah, he chooses the starter that's obviously super effective against yours, and in yellow he gets an Eevee, which was meant to be yours, I believe. And he's like, ha fuck off, what's mine now? You get a Pikachu that's mostly angry. Hmm. It, it does annoy me a bit about the Eevee. I, I, Eevee's one of my favourite Pokemon. Eevee is a fantastic Pokemon. Christ, that's another episode for the future. Raising Eevee lotions. Absolutely. Yeah, write that down. Write it down. <laughs> I'll write that down. I'll write it down. Where's my sticky notes? So, Alex, hmm. anything else you have to say about Blue? Character design? His weird 90s attitude? The the most I know about Blue is from the anime, and he is quite similar in the anime to what he is in the games. 
and I do I do like him. Um, I one thing I found a bit odd though is I can't remember which Pokemon it is, but one of it I think it's the Executor. But for some reason, in the final battle against him in the original games, it only has three attacks. That is strange. Oh, and the fact that Charizard's like in its 50s and it has Fire Spin, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> that was, um, I think, I feel like that was a quirk from the old games. Like, a Charmander could have Fire Blast, and they yeah. did this in Stadium too, but a Charizard had to have Fire Spin. It was to balance out so you didn't, so you could use whatever you wanted, which is a clever idea. I think that's really smart. Hmm. The fact that if it depended what you chose in the first in the first game, what he had as his Pokemon, that's kind of fun. In a way, it adapted based on what it was. Um, I'm the obviously blue appears in gold and silver as a crystal as well. Yes. Um, so we need to address the fact he turned up in Gen 2. But he's a gym leader then, rather than a rival. He is. Um, also, I wanted to just to address the team he's got. That's all. Mm. Quick aside, Alex was correct. When, if for in red and blue, obviously his team changes slightly depending on your starter and his starter. But when he has Executor, it does actually only have three attacks. Nice. Hypnosis, Barrage, and Stomp. Mm. That's. That's a very odd choice. That is an odd also, choice of moves. Also, I know we're not getting into the Let's Go game, but um, in that, his entire team only has three moves each. Mm. In the Let's Go series, his name's Trace, I believe. Oh, it's Trace. I thought it was Trip. He, he's a dumbass-looking idiot anyway yeah. in that game. Like, he's, yeah. He looks nothing like... He's not blue. No, not blue at all. As far as I, as far as I'm aware, he's not blue. He looks nothing like blue for a start. Right, the moves, these not moves, but the Pokemon he's got in uh, gold, silver, and crystal are uh, Executor with four moves, with a Sunny Day, Leech Seed, Egg Bomb, and Solar Beam. Um, he's also got an Alakazam, an Arcanine. A Rhydon, a Gyarados, and a Pidgeot. See, Rhydon. Rhydon or Rhyhorn? Oh, wait, no, Rhydon's the evolution, isn't it? Yeah, you got a Rhydon, yeah. Yeah, I don't know my Gen 1 as well. He has the evolution of all six Pokemon there, yeah. Rhydon, the god of all Pokemon. For me, um,. Taking obviously not a rival at that point, but seeing that he ended up in, in charge of a gym, clearly he he did all right for himself, despite the fact that Red kicked his ass at the end of at the end of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, and Green. Um, so the question we pretty much have here is, he's going to be scoring high here, isn't he? Because he's one of the originals, or mm. not? I think potentially. Because the thing is, though, this is something I think Alex and I find when rating regions. Some of these are going to have nostalgia factor for you and everything. Yeah. 
because not everyone started playing Pokemon from the first game. For some people, they started playing Gen 3, Gen 4. For some people, Gen 9 is going to be their first gen, and that's an odd feeling, but I like yeah. it. Yeah, it is an odd feeling. It's like, welcome to the madness. It is. So, it's, it's hard to rank these things completely fairly. I'll admit that. Yeah. But I think we're on a similar sort of page here. Did the, think the main question to ask is, do we think he was a good rival? I think yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes, there is some nostalgia in there for me because Pokemon Yellow was the first game I actually owned. It was um, a hand-me-down from one of our cousins, actually, when they got like the next Game Boy up and they didn't need their old games anymore, so they gave me their old Game Boy. They gave, of course, the old game fit into the new one. I don't think they quite figured that out. <laughs> hey, I never said any any children in our family were intelligent. <laughs> but I think when you're first look because that was a good introduction to Pokemon Gen 1. That's, when you're first learning, back when special was one stat. <laughs> and I think he was a good rival. He was an asshole and you wanted to give him a smackdown so you know you even had motivation for being because <laughs> he's like haha i'm better than you then he then in the end it's like you can basically just go up to go your grandpa and sister love me more than you <laughs> so your rat cake died allegedly oh <laughs> behind behind the scenes after you fit in the rat cake your trainer just runs up and <laughs> <laughs> Just give a couple of big stabs. Well, after, um, I think it's the SSM fight, you never see his raticate again. And the next time you see him, he's in the tower in Lavender Town, where everyone's like, oh, my dead Meowth, oh, my dead Volpix, oh, my dead hopes and dreams. And, um, yeah, his raticate's never seen again. So, you know, it's kind of a theory. I don't think it was ever confirmed that his raticate just. Oh, he did. I hope in a way not, but it certainly sounds like it's very possible. Well, it might explain why you have to basically meet him in a graveyard. He's Weedle food now. Oh, Alex! Alex. <laughs> oh, being harsh. Alex is on fire Sorry. tonight. The absolute sus. Right, since you said that, Jack, Alex, you can you can rank him. You can rank Blue first. Uh, honestly, my rank is going to be a bit low, because because I don't know him that well, I'm just going to rank him off of his teams, and I'm going to cheat a little bit and pick pick his Sun and Moon team, because I really like his Sun and Moon team, and it's all Gen 1s, so I feel like it's still fair to rate it. I think, I mean, me, bitch. I think me and Kerry collectively rolled our eyes. <laughs> Uh, I want it stated, I didn't roll my eyes. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? That's a fair assessment. I genuinely thought you rolled your eyes. I apologise to both of you then. That's uh, just my resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> so, his Sun and Moon team features Alakazam, Aerodactyl, Arcanine, Gyarados, Machamp, and Executor, which is a really good lineup of Pokemon. Aerodactyl? Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Aerodactyl is an interesting one, seeing as how Red finds it in the first game, and it's the only one in existence. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Historic Pokemon. True, but it probably... It serves Red right, because after all he did, he's a dick for murdering 
his rivals Raticate, so it's kind of on him. Well, so going off of that team, because that is a really nice team, and I do like all those Pokemon. Yeah. I'll give him... I'll, I'll go down the middle, three out of five, because I just don't know him enough to give him... I can only rate him <laughs> off of his teams. Yeah, fair. That's fine. And he has sensible teams. I like the Pokemon he comes up with. Okay. Matt, what's your rating? Four. Okay. Four. For me, because he was the OG rival, mm. um, he's appeared in more than one game, which means he clearly had longevity. Um, aside from the fact that he's um, clearly he's got um, issues, he's got grandparental issues, um, clearly someone, he loves someone more than his actual grandson, uh, which is slightly disturbing. Um, but it is what it is in that sort of things. Um, he's constantly a decent rival for Reg, or this is your character. Because um, he's always, because the, the starter he picks is the one which is always going to be the strong, stronger compared to yours. Unlike in more recent games where they picked the starter which was weakest to yours. I don't understand that. That's one of my dislikes about the newer games is they've become quite handholdy, which I get it's probably for the younger players, but I wish there was a way to turn that off. It is another reason why I dislike he who will not be named but can jump. Oh, yeah, this that character, if it's someone I'm thinking of, is probably the reason why this is going to be a two-part, because Alex and I have a lot to say about a certain rival, and it's all positive. I have a lot to say, and it's all negative. <laughs> Yes, this is where our opinion differs. I'm allowed to be wrong. It's like we say, it's okay to have different opinions. Your opinions are just wrong. <laughs> so, are we doing um, 0.5 scores in this one, or are we only doing whole numbers? We can do yeah, five. We can do point. We can do 0.5 out of five. We can do point okay. Five. Cool. Because I'm giving him a 3.5. It was a four when I first started, but I've been thinking about it a little more. It's like, he's one of the characters where I'm probably a bit blinded by nostalgia because I wanted to smack this spiky hair dick into the ground <laughs> when he comes up and starts talking shit about my Pikachu. <laughs> also, the fact his grandpa can't remember his name, that's just kind of tragic, to be honest. Did you name your Pikachu? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, it was always called Sparky. <gasps> Yeah, mine was too! <laughs> High five! Yay! <laughs> he was always sparky. Yeah, he was always sparky. And I bought it again when they released it on 3DS. And my picture on that one's called Aster. Because, you know, it's a cute name. Yeah, any time I get another Electric-type Pokemon, not a Pikachu, another Electric-type Pokemon, like when we had, like... Uh, the Luxrays, um, I call it, I call them, I call one Surge. That's cool. Yeah, I, yeah, but, so, yeah. So, that's Blue taken care of. Yes. We'll read out the final scores at the end. Indeed. Can you make a note of all um, these? Oh, wait, you making a note? Just because mm -hmm. I did start writing them down as well. Can you so. make a note? Yeah. Got my yeah, shitty so got... back out. Kerry, 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 Kerry actually had Kerry is actually prepared, unlike the boys. 
Right, so on to Gen 2 we go. Gold, silver, and crystal. This, this, for me, this is probably a very... This is the gen closest to my heart, because very quick version of a story. My and Alex's man passed away 12 years ago this year, and she bought me Pokemon Silver. So it was my first brand new Pokemon game, and she went down the market, because, you know, it was like late 90s, and she bought me a stack of double batteries for my Game Boy, and she was cool. She didn't even notice if I stayed up till like 10 o'clock playing Pokemon. Again, I was very small. 10 o'clock is nothing to me now. I'm grown up. I set my own bedtime. I probably shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> but I am slightly blinded by this gen because it's possibly my favourite purely because it just reminds me of my nan. That's fair. Yeah. So, Matt. Yeah. The rival. Oh wait, I should probably introduce the rival first, shouldn't I? Yeah. Okay. So um, his name is Question Mark. You pick his name. It's he is an edge lord, I guess. Because <laughs> when you bump into him, he doesn't give you his name. You just get question marks. Wants to battle. You have defeated question marks. So you pick his name, and I've been replaying Heart Gold lately, and he drops his trainer card like, oh no, you saw my name, you woo, and <laughs> runs off. So then you get to pick his name. I think I'm pretty sure I used to pick variations of stuff like Asshole for his name, <laughs> to show his parents really loved him. And because I was rereading Game of Thrones at the time, in my Heart Gold playthrough, his name is Joffrey. <laughs> I'm fair. It's fair. <laughs> but yeah, he's an edgelord and he's also a criminal because he breaks into the lab and steals a starter that's super effective against yours. I'm not sure if it was like a targeted attack or not. But yeah, he's your rival. And he goes through the very stereotypical like, I will be better than you. And then, oh no, why do my Pokemon hate me so much? And then, I must learn to love my Pokemon and be a better trainer. And by then, he's got, a, like, I don't know, for alligator who's like, <laughs> because you kick, because you're, I don't know, Jolteon or something, sucker punched it so hard, it's gasping to life by a hair that it doesn't have. <laughs> Carrie's explanations. You will love them. It's what you're here for. Anyway, Matt. Yeah. Second gen rivals. How much second gen have you played? I I, I played gold through from start to finish. Um, if you play it through start to finish, you can then go and take on the Kanto region as well. That's the best part about um, the second gen is the fact there's 16 gems. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, so once you finish Johto, which, by the way, I know the same from a little bit, is my favourite Pokemon anime theme song. Uh, which I cannot include in this at any point for illegal reasons because Nintendo really, because Nintendo really clamped down on that stuff, unfortunately. Um, yeah, um, his name officially in the canon is Silver, and yeah, that is his official canon name. And to read from Bulbapedia, 
Um, he is power hungry, snobbish, greedy, cruel, callous, cunning, unsympathetic, rude, short tempered, grouchy, and rather villainous. No fucking kidding. Honestly, I just want to poke him in the cheeks now that I'm in under. I was like, oh, you little Eddie boy. <laughs> but one of the things that I wasn't aware until I read this was that he's the son of Giovanni. The, he was, of course, the leader of Team Rocket in the first game. I actually never knew that. But when he started, to? Yeah, apparently Giovanni abandoned him. Um, oh, cool. So he's got daddy issues. He's got daddy issues, yeah. Oh, uh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so daddy he... issues are the best motivator, as we found out for D&D. So, so the fact that in the first game, Blue had granddaddy issues. Silver has got actual daddy issues. At least I don't like granddaddy issues. That sounds horrifying. Yes, um, but bearing in mind that he was a, um, apparently, if you actually at the shrine in uh, in Soul Silver, um, you can actually try back three years in the past where Giovanni abandons him at the top of a Toho Falls after Red beats him. Bruh. What a great dad. Yeah, dad basically abandoned him and walked off. Basically, he basically abandoned his son at the top of the waterfall. Um, at least he took him to a scenic spot to do it. He may well push him off the cliff, is what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> I, I, no imagine, I imagine he just put his hand on his shoulder. It's like, beautiful view, isn't it? Right, bye. He just walked off. Okay, raise your hand if you have a dad. Not so fast there, buddy. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but he probably just went, he just leaned over and said, you're adopted in water. Dramatic anime camera cut. <laughs> you know, it was at this point where he became Edgelord. He drops the name Silver and becomes Edgelord. He becomes the darkness. He becomes Darkrai in the later games. He becomes Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way. So, he also steals a Sneasel along the way, of course, as well. From another, from another NPC. That's where that Sneasel comes from. Yeah. Um, and his final team is Sneasel, Magneton, um, Alakazam, Gengar, um, so he must have traded with somebody at some point and got it back. Um, and Crobat. Now I've left one out there because obviously that starter that you that is strongest against you in its place. That's not a bad team. You got your ice. You got your. You got your electric. You got your psychic. You got your ghost. You got your poison. You got your element. That's strong against you. That's quite a strong team. Sorry, I've just logged up. I've just opened Twitter just to quickly peek at something, and the first thing is it's because it's popped up because someone I follow has liked it. Crazy frogs just oh, ate a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're not right underneath. What have we kissed? The GameCube hot tub. I want a GameCube hot tub now. Look at that bad boy. Oh, that's cool. 
Not so much. The not so. I was gonna say Kermit the Frog's penis, but we're not on about Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Crazy. Kermit the Frog probably had a cloaca or something. There's nothing there. Even though oh. we hit it because it's about a fork all the time. It's completely out of context. Kermit the Frog has a cloaca. <laughs> Change my view. But yeah, Crazy Frog's penis was censored out on all the album art. Yeah. And I'm not sure what Crazy Frog's penis has to do with the current topic. It doesn't, so I'm going to leave a little gap so I know where to edit. No Crazy Frog penis is allowed. <laughs> Alex, would you like to give your thoughts on Silver slash um, uh, Daddy Issues? Okay, right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call him by the name I gave him in my playthrough, which I haven't quite finished yet. So he's going by the name of Edgelord, without the E because there wasn't enough space. So we we Edgelord. lost the second E, um, which makes it be more edgy. So, so I have to say I really enjoy my Gen Two playthrough actually. So. But, of course, this is the same thing, where I've got to judge it by his team rather than his um, personality. So, for me, he has all of the ones. Crobat is one of my favourite Pokemon, by the way. Like, Crobat, Zubat, Gobat. Much better than Zubat. Fuck you, Zubat. Fuck you too, Matt. Uh, Magneton, it's alright. It's an electric type. Gengar is legendary. Sneasel, it's alright. It's fast, but Dark and Ice is just a really bad type in. And Alakazam is god tier. Obviously, in my playthrough, he uses um, Meganium, which is just probably one of the worst Pokemon in existence. Stupid, useless, and has no use outside of looking cute. So, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to give. But he could have a Typhlosion, which is also cool. And obviously for alligator. For alligator and Typhlosion are cool as anything. Meganium, it's there. So I'm gonna give him a four out of five. Cause I like his team better than Blue's team. It's a it's a it's a better it's a better lineup of Pokemon. Crobat is god tier, Gengar is god tier, and Alakazam is god tier. Like as I'm as a god tier Pokemon, I will have to concede on that. Yeah. I know is in, in the new Diamond in Peril, that thing has a life orb. Yeah. Really in the new Diamond in Peril, which I haven't actually finished playing through yet, I've come across an Abra by chance with the perfect nature to make it like a god tier Alakazam, which I'm going to need Alex to help me evolve later on. I called him Taran. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Matt. Um, it's a very balanced team. Um, I believe I gave him. I believe I gave Blue a four, didn't I? Yes. I'm gonna give him a four as well. Okay. Because um, this is clearly the Pokemon Company. We start to see a little bit more of well, team of things will start to roll a bit now. Uh, they're, a bit, they're a bit more creative with the writing. Um, they obviously have more Pokemon to choose from. 
as well, which helps you build a better team. Obviously, you've got more to choose from. You're always going to have more choice. Um, definitely happy with um, the backstory linking to the first um, generation as well. Him. Uh, so yeah, that's why I'm giving him four. Uh, not it's not a perfect rival because um, a perfect rival would always beat you, and because you would beat them. I can't give any of them a five. Because if you're training as you're going along, you should always beat the rivals in the game. This is a point. This is a point. Got to admit, though, this guy's doing well, because I also gave him a four. You see, the thing is, I like that you and Alex give like these really detailed, insightful answers, and I'm just here like, oh no, man, this guy's a bit less of a dick. <laughs> Right, personality-wise, I feel like this guy has all the personality of a fucking water biscuit. A plain water biscuit. <laughs> it's just... It's the very, very stereotypical, like... Everyone hates me. I have no friends and no family and no life. I'm going to steal this Pokemon. He probably pronounces it Pokemon. Pokemon's too girly, so he... He definitely goes Pokemons. Oh, this is a gay to say Pokemons. But... Uh, I guess... Because it's arguably, arguably my favourite gen. I do have something of a fondness to this edgy little shit. Especially when your final time you reach him, when he reaches the inevitable, hmm, I should be kinder to my Pokemon. Because he feels very, very two-dimensional. Even in the remake, he just feels two-dimensional. But I suppose back then they didn't want to edit it too much from... They didn't want to deviate too much from the original games because it was just a remake. But yeah, I think a four out of five is fair enough for the two-dimensional edgy little shit that I do have some fondness for. That is, I think, more than fair. Right, now we go on... So now we move on to Gen 3. This yes. is like a little bit more complicated. For a start, your rival has a fixed name. And... Yeah. And they're the first time your rival is actually your friend more than they are a rival. Yeah. And, well, regardless of whether you play Brendan or May, the other one is your rival. But we're also counting Wally in this because he is close enough that he is a rival. Wally and his. Or Omega Ruby, though, and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, yeah. I will admit, as much as I like the sickly child in the original Ruby Sapphire, he is a. A piece of piss to be. <laughs> now, I must say at the top here, but I do not know anywhere near as much about Ruby and Sapphire. So, Alex and Kerry will be leading this particular area, but I will be chipping in with information I find on Bulbapedia. <laughs> because... We've reached a bit of an agreement before the next one. It's, Matt can just get to the first rival fights in the game by then. Yeah. Give the score then. So for this one, I believe it's just me and Alex giving our scores. Correct. You can't really give a score for something you've never done. No. So, 
Would you care to go first, brother? I'm in the same boat as you. This w- I know Diamond and Pearl was my first ever game I had from brand new, but Gen 3 is actually the first game I ever played. Specifically Ruby. I can't remember what the team I had was, but I, I know it had Sceptile and Mighty Enter on it. The rest, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, lost. Probably ground on as well. Lost a time. But, but the other three are lost. I could see myself having a Camperrupt back then, though, because I did like Camperrupt. Camperrupt is cool. Um, but I'm not talking about my Pokemon today. I'm talking about um, Brendan and Maze. More specifically, I'm going to talk about their Omega Ruby team in Alpha Sapphire because it's the most up-to-date team they have. So, my favourite variation of this team is probably the one with Blaziken, as it would be his strongest, their strongest, him or her, which is Sweat... So, I'll go over the three, because they have a slight variation, depending on the starter. So, if you pick Swampart, or Mudkip, rather, they have Swellow, Raichu, Macargo, Wailord, and Sceptile. If you pick Trico, they end up with Swellow, Raichu, Wailord, Breloom, and Blaziken. Or if you went for um, Blaziken, they end up with Swellow, Raichu, Breloom, Macargo, and Swampart. And I think, honestly, my favorite setup out of these three is the um, one where they have Blaziken. Because both having Breloom and Wailord is a nice combination. Macargo is just there, I guess. The thing is with Macargo, you flick water at it and it's fucked. So damn slow. That's its biggest problem. Mm. And I, I like the change in attitude with these characters. They're not just, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to become champion. Oh, I guess I judged you and my Pokemon too hard, harshly. They're, at, they're your friend. And when you I don't know if it was the same in Ruby and Sapphire, but in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, I noticed they they have their high moment where they actually they feel like they're above you in the beginning, and then once you beat them a certain amount of times, they have like a low a low blow slump where they're just like, oh, I'm here, I guess, and then they perk up right at the end. Yeah. It's when rivals started becoming more like three dimensional. Hmm. Okay. Well, I remember getting the original Pokemon Sapphire when it first came out. Yes, I'm old. It was like in 2003 or something. I remember begging for weeks to be like allowed this Pokemon game, and in the end, we got there. I had Pokemon Sapphire. <laughs> One thing I actually remember from the original game, I can't remember if it's in the remake, is if you play as May, when you meet Brendan for the first time, he says, oh, you're a gym leader's kid, so I assumed you'd be a guy. It's like, okay, sexist. <laughs> yeah, eat. I think I think they I think it 
they go like either way. So like if you're playing as May, they say that, and I'm pretty sure if they um if you're play if they're May, they say a girl. I think if you play as Brendan, May says something like she was hoping you'd be a girl. Because you know, apparently in like 2003 or some such, only only dudes can be gym leaders. Yeah. <laughs> Two men of free sensibilities, boys. But you know, that's a debate for a whole other time. Yeah. Agreed. I Reading. After you. Hmm? After you. Nah, you you go. No, I'm going to have a sip of tangy pineapple vodka. You go. I was just adding to the joke, so it's gone now. <clears throat> Tastes like pink stripper. Right. I like I like third gen. It was the first game where, for a start, the professor or whoever was in charge was a bit like, shit, what's this kid's name? They actually had a name. Which, it probably sounds a wee bit daft, but it helped them feel a bit more established that they weren't just this colour or that colour. They actually had a human name. It was also yeah. the first time I learned that some months can be names. It's pretty exciting stuff when you're, like, young. <clears throat> As for their teams, they always pick the one that's super effective against you, but I don't think I ever had a hard time beating either of them. No. The only time I struggled a little bit was on my very first playthrough, because I chose Mudkip. So obviously Brandon had Trico, and by the time I fought them underneath the cycling bridge, he had Grovile. And by then, Marshchomp already has, like, double-week type into grass. So that was the only time I struggled, but then I was like, oh shit, I have a gulpin. Just throw that bad boy out there and use some poison stuff. They are not hard to beat, at all. I don't know if you've ever struggled to beat either of them, Alex? No. I, I mean, I've started ever- and because I didn't realise this was a thing until you actually mentioned it, um, how you can actually turn on set mode on your main playthrough, so you don't have the option to switch. Yeah, I watch a lot of Nuzlocke challenges, and I only learned that a few months ago that you could do that. Yeah, so I, I started doing that, and even because it adds the penalty of if you switch Pokemon, you are going to get hit, but I don't. I think the game got like nerfed a bit in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Like they made it easier. And I think, to be honest, Mega Evolution really did like bring in a level of easiness because Mega Evolution Pokemon are so much stronger. Oh yes. Oh. Though. Actually. You have to say, I did struggle with one fight in this game though. And that okay. was the first time I fought Maxi. Camperrupt was just on another level. If I didn't have healing items, I would have lost that fight. Because oh. yeah. I had... Uh, I had Bagon, which actually ended up leaving the team, to be honest. I replaced them for Latios. I had... Routes... And I had um, Combuscan. 
because I'm trying to do a new thing where I don't allow myself to have I I try to reach milestones in these games now before I add a, an additional Pokemon to the team. So so just to try and make it harder. I was gonna say, are you basically playing Nuzlocke rules all the time then? Sort uh, sort of. I've I've limited. I'm do things I've applied to me playing these games now. I've cut revives out of battles completely. I've cut revives out. I've limited it to the gym leader thing where they only use two healing items per game. I'm running them on set and I've I've put like a cap on on these games where I only allowed to have a certain amount of Pokemon until I reach certain points. So oh. like Latios was the fourth Pokemon I had on um that team in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which is after four badges, I believe. That must really add like an actual level of challenge to the games. Because as much as I do like third gen Hoenn, it's it's a walk in the park. Yeah. That's I feel like that's one of the major letdowns because everything in that gen was new and exciting, but it was so easy. Also, shout out, what's your favourite Mega Revolution? Uh, I'm gonna be that person, Mega Charizard. I, I'm i a Charizard fanboy, and I hate... Actually... No, that's Gigantamax I'm into. Yeah, Mega Charizard, why? Okay. I'm just a Charizard fanboy. Matt, what's the best Mega Revolved Pokemon? I'm gonna say the same. Oh, I feel like such a basic pitch now, because I'm saying something different. Well, I haven't played with any Mega Pokemon, have I? Uh, I suppose not. Right, for me, Pokemon I've played, Mega Salmance. I loved her, I she was so her. fast! <laughs> Design-wise... Mega Fist! Go Fist! Design-wise, Mega Altaria. That's another Pokemon that lives in my heart. It's just so I love fluffy. Mega Altaria. There was... I don't know if it was official or not, but I saw someone's design for a Mega Flygon. Because that never got a Mega Revolution, I was like, I so wish it was a thing. Because you know how its wings are diamond shaped? They basically designed it so that they made an entire circle of diamond shaped wings. I'm, I'm pretty sure a leak came out like a few years back. Mega Flygon was in the game, but the team couldn't come up with a design they were happy with, so they scrapped Mega Flygon. No, Flygon's one of my favorite Pokemon. It's like. Flygon looks incredible as is. You don't need to change it much to make it look awesome. Just make it look more grasshoppery or something. I love Flygon. Flygon is cool. I don't know, turn it into a mantis or something. So, we'll be getting Matt's score for this one either behind the scenes or next time. But Alex, what score do you give this one? <coughs> This is where bias comes in, so I'm going to cut the bias and give him a three and a half. I I love the character. I like the team that they have. It's a good mix, but they're just so damn easy to beat compared to what Silver and Blue offered. Okay. I'm actually giving them the same score, basically for the same reason. But there is an add-on to this game. Not so much in the first version, but the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire remakes. 
and his name is Wally. Right. Does oh, that yeah. change your score at all? Hold on, let me get, get his team quickly. For those of you who don't remember, Wally's a sickly little boy who basically is foisted upon you for a short while. I I mean that in the least nasty way possible. He's a good kid. But in the original games, yeah, you help him catch his routes and go on his trainer like journey. But the final battle you have with him is a flop. But in the remakes, all of a sudden, there's just this massive glow up and you like fight him in a field of flowers out of nowhere. And it's just this really dramatic theme. And I wasn't expecting it at all when I got to that point. Because back then that was still basically the height of Pokemon, I'm pretty sure my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> when instead of like the normal trainer battle theme, there's just like this really cool one that come on. Like the flower petals. I have a feeling it was for full anime effect, but So map the theme so you can listen to it. See I'll listen to it later on for sure. Uh, right, his team is pretty good. His team, the first time you battle him, it's a level 17 routes. The second time you battle him, he has Altaria, Delicati, Roselia, Magneton, and Glade. Mega Glade, to be exact. I'm gonna give him a four and a half. His team is almost perfect. Delicati's a little bit of a weak link in that, but why doesn't he have a Rose Raid at this point of the game? This is what I mean, like, with teams becoming too easy. He should have a Rose Raid before the Elite Four, shouldn't he? That would make sense, yes. So, four and a half for me. Okay, so that's boosted it to four and a half. It changes my score, but not by very much, unfortunately. There's, um... I, I love Wally's glow-up in the remake. And the theme just is kind of chef's kiss for that moment. The trouble is you don't battle the theme. That's a battle... It's still easy. So it's boosted my ranking from a 3.5 to a 4. But the entire score for that game is still a bit up in the air at the moment. So is there anything else you have to say before we move on? One thing I will say is um, he has two post-game battles. One in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. The first battle is air. The second one, his team has an absolute massive revamp. Hmm. He has Rose Raid. His lowest is level 79, his highest is 81, being Glade at 81. I like that. This this team is next level though. He has Rose Raid, Talonflame, Azumarill, which at this point is secondary fairy, Magnazone, Garchomp, and Mega Glade. And these all have items. His Talonflame, which is already high a high attack Pokemon, has a life orb attached to it. Jesus, so he is a hard hitter. His Garchomp has rough skin and a rocky helmet. 
it is a but I'm not going off of this team, sadly, because it's not it's a post-game team. It's a shame they couldn't have put that much detail in the previous battles. Hmm. So hell of a team though. Yeah. Before we move on, I so just want four to out of five for me. Yeah, I thought you said four point five. Yeah, four out four. Yeah, sorry, I meant four point five, not four out of five. Four point five. Yeah. Okay, just checking. I've got the right scores. Before we move on, shout out to the Regi Rock, Regi Ice, and Regi Steel for having the, one of the best themes out of any game. I listen to it a lot. Yeah, that was a killer theme. I never thought I liked the remake until I listened to it again recently, and I'm like, mm, actually, it kind of slaps. Dude kind of slapped it. Roy, oh, now we're on to another special one, ain't we, boys? Yeah. Gen 4. I think Alex should introduce this one. I think so. So, Barry, the kid on speed. Oh. Jack was the first name I ever gave him. But his, But his actual name is Barry. The kid on speed who they didn't put on speed in they put him on mild speed in the remake but in the original game he was pretty fast and you owe him about two million dollars by the time he beats you in all the races but ignoring the fact that you owe him a crippling debt that makes tom nook's oh wait no tom nook never mind you, you're never gonna beat tom nook's debt so i'm just gonna jump so this is another thing where he um, he was relatively easy to beat, but he was definitely more of a challenge than what Brendan and May offered. But obviously, I with Gen as much as I love Gen Four, I think it definitely had one of the weakest subs selection of Pokemon, to be honest. Like, regarding fire types, you had Rapidash and Infernape, and that was it. Is that the, it? Yeah, that's the only two fire types in all of Gen 4. That's kind of tragic. It isn't great. Though it offers good Pokemon, like Garchomp, like Weavile, like Torterra, Infernape, and Polian. There is a good Pokemon in this gen. So, to give a breakdown, that I think we should just go over as final teams, is they're the main ones we're ranking off of. So, if you pick Empoleon, he has Staraptor, Floatzel, Heracross, Rapidash, Snorlax, Shout Fab in the gen 1 Snorlax, and Torterra, Snorlax's boss. Everybody my favorite, boy. <laughs> my favorite team out of this selection. If you pick Torterra, which is the best starred, don't hate me on that one, Kerry. Um, he has Staraptor, Floatzel, Heracross, Rose Raid, Snorlax, and Inferni. And lastly, we we ditched Rapidash because obviously Inferni and Floatzel is better than Rapidash. Let's be honest. Just it. And lastly, if you were to pick Infernape, he had a Raptor, Rose Raid, and Heracross, a Rapidash, a Snorlax, and Empoleon. 
which is a fairly well-balanced team, especially if you take the Snorlax into that, because what a lot of... Do you find in some of the older games, not so much like with Blue's team, because there was much more limited limitations back then, but Pokemon are very easy to one-shot in the newer games, aren't they? Yes. Yes. It, you've got to have something pretty special to one-shot Snorlax. I don't, I don't think you can. One shot of Snorlax. I think it depends how bulky the Snorlax is. Because my Snorlax, big boy, he's designed to be a tank. When he's Gigantamaxed, he has 998 HP. <laughs> I'm devastated that I've stopped just short of a thousand. <laughs> He's thick with nine and a half hundred C's. Oh, he is a thick boy. Every time he takes a step, the earth trembles. <laughs> Your snow lacks so fat when he sat down on his iPhone, he turned it into an iPad. <laughs> you leave my fat big boy alone. Yes, my snow lacks, his name is Big Boy. Fight me. <laughs> He's a chunky lad. So, anything more to say, or do we move on to Matt? That's it for me. I was just given. I was just mainly given the rundown of Barry's team and the fact that he is—he's your friend, but he feels like more yeah. of a rival than Brendan and May. And the fact that I don't know what the hell his medication is, but that boy is faster than any trainer with running shoes. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, get that kid some fucking Ritalin or something. <laughs> They're famous, but I, I'm more in favour for chopping his legs off, so he actually slowed down a bit. Well, that team's a bit he dramatic. Would... I was just thinking maybe get him some Ritalin or some weed. He would just, he would just roll everywhere oh. at that speed. <laughs> he just sonic rolling. <laughs> what well, I'm advocating basically an Indian torture technique. <laughs> Matt, that's just in. Matt advocates for chopping the legs off of children. <laughs> Well, he didn't deny it. Alex, we got it on film! <laughs> Is he stopped scratching? To, to be fair, um, in terms of character, in terms of story, um, Barry is well built. Um, as I said, the team is strong. Um, he's a very, very good character. And... And we are being joined now by a wild Izzy. Who's always, always a licky Izzy as well. Um, yeah, um, I can echo what you guys have said as well. About, you know, in general, well-made rival for you. Um, I certainly dislike him less than um, one, of the, one of the ones from Gen 8. We'll put it that way. But it would be hard to hate someone more. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts, Is? In Matt's opinion, is wrong about the Gen 8 character he's referring to. I'm sure you'll, you will come to that, Alex, at some point. It's all good. But my personal opinion, uh, he gets a 2 out of 5. Oh, okay. Alex, what was your score again? I'm not sure I took it. 
So, I gotta be fair on this. This team is great. It has its weaknesses, as all rival teams do. He's got character. But what I found is he has less character than what Brendan and May gave. It felt like he had the same story of Kid thought he was better than you, has his um, bummed out face because you keep beating him, and then has his glow up at the end. But it feels like it, they put less effort into his version of this. So I'm going to give him... How I gave Brendan and May a 4, didn't I? Uh, 4.5. I'll give him a 3.5. Okay. His team is, is... His team is a great team. I think that's what does it for me, for him. Is He poses more of a threat than Brendan and May, but his story isn't that great. It feels lazier than Brendan and May's. I'm going to slightly piggyback on that. I've given him a 3. Because... As Alex said, his team's great, but I find him to be largely forgettable. It took me a while to remember he even existed, to be honest. If it wasn't for the fact that he runs lots and lots, you would remember that part about him. Oh yeah, the meth head kid. He runs everywhere. I think I just imagine him fucking Naruto running everywhere though. And that amuses me. <laughs> He's just Aside from his name and the fact he's a bit of a spaz, I honestly couldn't tell you anything about him. It's a, it's a shame we didn't get. I don't know if you you and I don't know about you, Carrie, and I don't know if you've watched the um, Diamond and Pearl anime. But if you have, would you agree that we it would be better if they gave us Paul as the rival? I don't know if you've watched the anime though, so I can don't know. confirm that. I have not watched, but, you know, if you're listening and you have, message Alex to tell him if he's right or wrong. So, you know, Alex, if you get messages from randos, it's because I sent them to you. I'll read out his pregnant UK. <laughs> okay, so we don't have a, a definitive ranking for Gen 3 yet. We're still waiting on that. But that, with the other three, currently in third place, with an 8.5 out of 15, we have... Meth head kid. Speed kid. Addy. Yeah. Someone get that kid some wrestling. <laughs> In second place, with a 10.5 out of 15, which, you know, is pretty respectable, we have Blue slash Gary motherfucking Oak. <laughs> the, the guy's an OG. So obviously currently in first... But Gen 2, we have Silver slash Joffrey slash Edgelord. So we might nicknames. Which honestly surprises me a bit. But given we're only doing, we can only properly rank three of the Gens, I suppose it's not that surprising. Because as much as I like Gen 2, he does feel very two-dimensional. Hmm. But, you know, it's a continuation for next time, I suppose. Without, without a doubt, for sure. We will, we will, um, we will address it to see where um, Gen 3 slides into that once I've finished that battle. Um, and, of course, next time, a little bit of a spoiler there, we're going to be delving into Gen 5 through 8 in preparation for uh, 
Gen 9 coming out in November. Yes. Tune in for half an hour of us just arguing about a certain <laughs> rifle. He will he will be getting extensively uh, defended and extensively pot shots taken and I know I'm going to lose. So, bring it on. Oh. Uh, just to quickly clarify, yes. Paul, who is Ash's rival in the anime, who, fun fact, he loses to him every single time apart from the finale when they're going to um, when they're doing that um, trial thing to see who gets to um, fight in the Elite Four and obviously Ash wins because he finally remembers to cast the ninth level spell plot armor by that point <laughs> but he has Torterra Magmortar, Electrovire Drapion Ursaring and Gastrodon I do like Ursaring that team would sorry. that team would win hands down normally. There's not enough bear Pokemon. Make more bear Pokemon. There's never enough bear Pokemon. And don't count the ice type polar bear we got. That thing's that thing's a con. Mm. I like Cupcube. But beware though. That mm. is a good bear. Beware, Jesus Christ. That that oh. creep beware while we're talking about beware. Um, he's six foot eleven and weighs around about three hundred pounds. Which, just in case anyone is transitioning to game junkies from good cop bad cop, I are approximately the same stats as Wrestling Legend The Undertaker. Stairs and weigh three hundred pounds. Stairs in the Pokemon that hug just wants to give you a hug. He hugs you too hard so your head goes top. <laughs> Beware, Peck Pokemon, he actually says it can, its hug can break spines. I want to hug McStuffins, though. I have one called McStuffins, and he is a fucking train when he hits you. Snorlax is a bear. Snorlax is, is Snorlax a bear? I think Snorlax is a bear. Chris in the back. Snorlax is meant to be a cat. It's got cat ears. Hmm, but this is Japan. But it's got smiley anime cat eyes as well. Then, then... He's asleep. I Google it. It's not like a bear. look him up because, as as we found out, Goofy is Goofy's a cow, not a dog. Alex is now quickly wikiing to find out. <laughs> is someone like a cat or is he a bear? Watch out! He's something else. I don't Ow. think he's either. I think he. I think he's. It says he's based off a monster. Probably because... Oh, or Apparently, Snorlax is based, according to this, on one of the game designers. That's even better if that's... That's terrifying! <laughs> that's based on one of the game designers. That is the sort of thing that, that they would do at the Pokemon company, as we found out with a... I mean, I can kind of see it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, and f- fun fact, fun fact. In every updated game, you know, you know how in Gen One, Snorlax is lying down completely. Yeah. In every new generation release, he's ev- standing up ever so slightly more to the point where in the newest games, like Gen Six, he's standing up completely. Isn't no that joke? It took Snorlax twenty years to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> but the That's guy like, made relatable. it. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> Uh, but, okay, we um, 
yeah, so uh, join us back next. Join us back here next time for the next instalment of Max and Kerry um, rating uh, rivals and being sassy about them at the same time and the various Pokemon they have. And giving each other dirty looks whenever someone says this Pokemon sucks. Ganium sucks. Oh, you are in for a boy. Absolutely. <laughs> right, guys. Um, thank you for listening to our main section. Uh, it's now time to just go through uh, what we've been up to, what we've been doing. Um, as always, a lot of table talk coming away through Dungeon Junkie, of course, um, every Tuesday and Friday. Um, what's been the latest thing to come out from um, OSHA, Kerry? Last thing that was actually released, because I'm, as we're recording this, I'm currently on what could be best described as a bit of a break from everything due to poor mental health. Yeah, so good. Uh, last thing to come out was the Oberon solo, which I am a bit behind in my editing. We are quite a bit further along from that now, and if you haven't listened to it, you should, because it gives a really good insight into how Oberon's mind works, and it was a lot of fun to record. It was, it was incredibly fun to listen to as well. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that. Um, it was it was incredibly fun listening to the episodes that you guys recorded while I was away as well. Um, <laughs> basically, basically you sassing Matt the whole time, which was, which was fine. That was fine. Um, yeah, check all those ones out from Kerry. Alex, what's been happening with um, Autorvia? Well, obviously I can only talk about how far we are in. Yeah, what's, 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 the, latest, what's mean, the latest release? Um, the latest release is... No, titled The Things We Do For Family, which is a... We were a bit short on... We were a bit short on staff because Chat's computer blew up, or at least the, the monitor did. So, and I had some read content I wanted to finish off before we got to the finale, because we have two sessions left to record, and that's it for this campaign, which kind of blows my mind, really. But in the last couple of sessions I'd released, you guys snuck into snuck into King Zora's mansion, who is head of the navy, and ended up being a ancient blue dragon, which you guys fought. Picasso got absolutely decimated by his breath weapon as he failed to both times against it. Ali's patron was revealed to be the big bad end guy and is going to basically reshape the entire world in his image. And then we had a nice break where Ram became a T-Rex, Reed saved his sister, and I keep a count I keep a cat a counter on my phone for everyone's kill count, so at the end of the campaign I can reveal it. And Rand's kill count shot up exponentially <laughs> in this session. She went from being last in the list to being first. I say Kerry just put on uh, a pair of sunglasses like a boss. <laughs> and in between what's released, there's been some pretty chaotic in close call sessions, but th they'll be released at some point. Absolutely. Um, Eden always had some uh, some interesting stuff happen. Um, obviously, 
just had the uh, the circus episodes uh, released. Um, some more. It, it was so fun having uh, Chad slowly losing his mind. Um, um, I'm not going to divulge too much about that because I want people to find out just what's caused it this time. Um, and as always, you guys were amazing in it as well. Uh, we should probably give a shout out to Chad and Caitlin as well. Um, obviously, Chad is responsible, of course, for being from All Farm, also out um, if you were doing Jay Brand. Uh, but also, Dice and Suffering from Caitlin are available now on all platforms, including iTunes. So, there's no reason for you not listening to their content. Uh, both interwaste and of course the blade in the dark stuff which um listening back to on a regular basis is just absolutely fucking nuts um particularly the episode where i as blake marshall <laughs> managed to get a crit success on a disadvantage and the postcode lottery worked absolutely brilliant um and of course um kerry stars in that as the amazing um uh, mariada pimp um, and and Alex as um, as Riley the the cunning thief. Um, you're amazing, you two. You really are. Um, right, and of course, they're <laughs> both hiding with embarrassment. I think. Um, check out Chris next week. Pistol Games uh, at Chris thirty seven, and also don't forget to check out his YouTube at Chris Reactor One. We'll be back in two weeks. Um, until next, guys. Stay safe out there and. Don't be a dick to each other. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Alex. And Kerry's on mute. <laughs> I am. I am the Kerry. Too powerful to be muted. <laughs> We're out here, guys. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.